and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Cairns, I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week, folks, it is no different. We take you to Chicago, Illinois, home of the Mighty Few, one of my favorite cities on earth, and we speak to one of the owners and founders Adam Murin, and it's just a it's a great conversation. We uh, we get Adam a little riled up at the end there. It's a little little teaser there for you, and it's just it's nice because we came to learn of Adam through the work that he has done. Uh, he and his partner Ian have done with Armada Brewing here in Connecticut. We are big fans of Armada. This interview we fanboy out a little bit on the crew over there and all the hard work that they're doing. Uh, they get a little plug later on, but much love to the crew over there, especially the Beerix crew, you know, who's uh, just grinding every day, helping to uh, impact the Connecticut beer scene. But their portfolio is vast. It's one of my, you know, favorite words we use here is portfolio. It uh, makes me sound really professional, and so we like to use it as much as possible. If you head on over to mightyfew.com, you can see some of the great work they've done. It's really nice to learn more about the Armada story. Learn about the connection to you know Goose Island. It's uh, it's interesting, uh, not the Goose Island connection to Armada, but just kind of the mighty few connection to Goose Island and you know their perspective on things. We don't deep dive into that. This is not a um, is A B and Bev the devil or not you know discussion. It's really about these guys and their hard work and what they've done and you know how they help bring one of our favorite you know breweries to life and continue to do hard work and really are passionate about what they do the name is fitting mighty few it's just the two of them and they really just put you know their heart and soul into it you know to really wear all the different hats and play all the different roles you know in the company it's it's a lot of work and it's you know um it's something that i definitely you know admire and also you know get anxiety or, or scared to think about the you know the 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 massive you know um and now when they're listening to this they're thinking holy shit maybe he's right but no just really you know all the hard work and it's just you know once in a while it's really nice when you see somebody who's working hard just to you know to let them know or if you you know, admire somebody or you know it's a it's a good it's a good opportunity i think that's one of the things that we're really lucky with with this project with is that we allow people to be introspective and look at their life and their career and the path and the choices that they make have made and will make and you know put it kind of into you know into that perspective and so i think it's just really admirable or admirable you know i see what i was trying to do there that was gonna be really cute but it didn't work out but there's to you know what they're doing and it's not easy and i think one of the the other areas that we like to focus on is people making that choice to take the path that's not always easy. And, you know, as somebody who's out there grinding on the regular, it's, uh, you know, we really, you know, just have a lot of respect for, for the mighty few. You know, they are mighty. There's a few. And they're, uh, they continually make some great work, great designs. And, uh, you know, go over there, check out the, uh, the buzzword of the day portfolio on the mighty few.com. And, uh, you know, tell them we sent you. But you're listening to the 16 ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. One six O Z canvas is the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are succinct. We keep the brand on point and feel free to use the hashtag tic tac toe or pound sign one six O Z canvas. 
and you can see all the great photos, all the great artists, our guests we've had, folks who are aspiring, up and coming, want us to check out their work. We see it all. We thank you. We love you. It's awesome. We've been teasing it for a while, and we're going to tease it again, but we've got a few even more things that we're working on. So we're going to, you know, we're working on a collaboration. Uh, we're talking about that with a you know, local brewery. Um, you know, trying to convince Robbie Davis once again to do our 16-ounce Doodle or Die. We've got some events coming up. So we're keeping busy. We, you know, we're, we get inspired by those who, you know, come on the show. And we got to, you know, we got to keep things, keep things grinding. And we're going to, we're going to do that. One more administrative piece or just kind of uh, overview. As you listen to this episode, later on in the episode, you're going to hear something that bothers me. And I, I'm in editing, I could not figure a way to get rid of it. So once you hear it, it's going to annoy the shit out of you. Uh, or maybe you won't. Maybe it kind of gives a summer vibe. You know, they were... Uh, in the neighborhood, uh, mowing lawns, and just it's some of it sounds like they're they're right in the room with us, and it was right with you know the the key piece of the interview, the interview, so it wasn't the ability to edit that out. So, just giving you a little heads up there. This is not we're not trying to create a you know a VR podcast experience, but we do pair parallel with uh, hammocks, summer barbecues, road trips, and music festivals. So. Not really during the sets of music, but more so like the going there and the you know the chill times and what have you. So, without further ado, here is episode 114. Whew! Adam Murin, Mighty Few, 16 ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16 ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today, checking in for one of my favorite cities on earth, Chicago. Adam Moran, one of the principals and designers for Mighty Few. We came to learn of Adam through one of our local breweries, Armada Brewing. Johnny and the crew over there at the Birix. Uh, big, big, big love to the crew over there. And just uh, really appreciate you making the time to, to join us today, Adam. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Yeah. So really, like I said, um, you know, mightyfew.com is the website, Mighty Few on Instagram. You can really see the the great portfolio, which, and I like that, you know, a lot of it is, um, you know, beer related, you know, which is really, yeah, which yeah. is really uh pun intended refreshing. So it's nice to see it, you know, especially with the summer, you guys probably have a pretty great, uh, you know, variety in, in the cooler over there at the mighty few. Yeah, we, we tried it. I do. I, you know, it all kind of kicked, as you probably know, it all kind of starts kicking off a few months ago to get ready for the summer. And then we kind of get the preview of what's coming out here in, in Chicago. So we can make sure we, we where we are where we need to be to get all these new beers coming out out here. Yeah, Chicago, sure. Chicago folks. If you've not been to Chicago, first of all, then that's a whole other problem. Um, as I say that, I, mean, I have not. I, I, have to, I still have to go there with my wife, but um, I get to go there a lot for work. But it's just a wonderful place, especially for for beer. There's just so many options and so many cool places, and just really, I, I can't can't recommend it enough. So you guys are you know doing what you're doing. You're you made a yeah, great definitely. great great business decision, you know, to to be out there for that. Yep. So it's, uh, pretty helpful around here. Uh, yeah, so what part of Chicago are you in? Or West Town. So just a little bit, I mean, obviously a little bit west of downtown. And then town, which is like northwest side. Okay, cool. Are you are you yeah. from there originally? Uh, from the suburbs, yeah. So everyone can kind of ask. I won't lie to you. I won't say I'm from Chicago proper. I'm from the northwest suburbs and kind of moved out here uh, after college. I started working here. 
Yeah, that's a thing, right? Yeah, because I mean, I'm from Philadelphia, and people will be like, "I'm from Philadelphia," and I'm like, "Oh, cool. What part?" And they go, "Oh, well, South Jersey." I go, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I go, you're not from yeah. Philadelphia." I'm like, "I know you." I'm like, "That's cool. I get it. You love it, you know." But like, my dad used to work for the city, so like, being city proper is like a big deal. No, people get people get feisty about that. Oh, and I mean, I we've, I've been living in the city for about over ten years, so I feel like I've earned it. That I yeah, you're getting some street cred. When people yeah. ask. You're getting some so, credit, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. You earn it, and like, like the fact you were new, new to say like, I'm not born here, you know, I'm not here proper. Like that just that just shows a level of you know insight that most folks would kind yeah. of look like deer, you know, deer in the headlights. Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Why is it a big deal? <laughs> yeah, them, them fighting words. So possessive about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people get pretty possessive about it. So this is the part of the the program where you become, you know talk about yourself maybe in the third person if that makes you comfortable or whatever whatever you want to do but this is kind of the, the Adam uh, you know Adam's Adam's story and uh, you know kind of what's your what's your background how did you you know find yourself uh, you know doing design you know what, what's the what's the story there Adam yeah um, so when I got out of college I was working for an agency just a, a marketing agency with uh, my current design partner right now Ian Law uh, we were working together for maybe five, six months there. And I just opened up at Goose Island uh, as an in-house designer there. And I jumped over there. Um, funny thing is the guys that started the design program at, at Goose Island, whatever it was, 10, 12 years ago, also worked with Ian at the same agency. So we we're kind of, I don't know, what's, what's the word, incestual there, where the four of us have pretty much been working together since we started. Um, I was at Goose Island for about five years, so I got to see a good portion of, you know, what, what they were before they were bought out, um, and then that transition um, when, when AB bought them, kind of see what was changing, what wasn't changing, and, and really just, just, so yeah, that was super interesting to that uh, when they transitioned over, I was transitioned more into a marketing position there, uh, more of like art direction uh, when we start using uh, larger agencies here in Chicago. And I mean, just because I love the process so much of designing myself um, and the current design partner was looking for more help because he was starting to grow his business. So it was kind of the perfect timing where he reached out and we both kind of said, well, yeah, this sounds great. And we started talking and kind of have been doing that ever since. Um, what's been helpful for us in Chicago actually is like you said there's so many chicago breweries and a lot of them got their start at goose island so we have that connection to a lot of breweries here because they all talk to each other and because they're all like so close and so friendly with each other um we're able to get the word out pretty people and build that trust with breweries it can feel of uh, we're a small business you're a small business let's collaborate and work together on helping build your new brand um i think you know, we like that. And I think that helps with the breweries as well. And I guess that's what kind of drew us to Armada um, and him to us, uh, just having this small, almost grassroots feel. Uh, even though he's moving out to Connecticut, we were able to build that with him while he was in Chicago and having that same feel of, you know, we want to build something new. We want to build something for ourselves and we want to help you do that and be a part of that. So, I mean, that's kind of been the, the case for us. I guess we're we're just saying that it's 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 really helpful to have that connection to Chicago and want to help these small breweries uh, build their brands and saying that even with larger brands that we work with like Goose and Revolution they still want to have that connection to Chicago because drinkers around here 
want to have that local thing. They want to have something that they can own. And, you know, Goose and Evolution know that. And even though Goose is such a huge global brand now, they still want to hold on to that local stuff. And Revolution is entirely Chicago, or at least mostly entirely Chicago. Uh, so they, you know, have a lot of that local stuff happening here, um, you know, in events or at their brewery, at their tap rooms and stuff. So I just think that's been really great. And it, you know, helps us kind of spread the word and also feel that connection to Chicago. Yeah, I feel Chicago is a town where it's hard to, you know, it's pretty, it's genuine. Like if they love you, it's, it has a lot, that's, I think that's why I've always been drawn to it. It has kind of, you know, the the blue collar hard work in Midwest. It reminds me a lot of Philadelphia in a way, except it's cleaner and has better architecture. <laughs> but it's just that like once people are loyal to you, and I think that's probably, you know, which we do on another podcast is why I think people were, always, were probably so upset with the, the Goose Island you know, AB stuff, they felt like kind of like one of their own kind of, you know, left them in a way, you know, it's a whole other conceptual philosoph- yeah. philosophical discussion, yeah. which, which depending on who you, you know, I think it, if you go to the one in Wrigleyville, it's a little, it's, it's, it shows you what, what it was and makes you, you know, think that they're really, you know, they've really been true to who they are, but revolution to me is, yeah, is Chicago. It's, it really has a great Chicago feel to it. You know, they're, they're tasting in their tap room is, you know, it's, it's perfectly well well branded too it's very industrial and it just has a you know a good place to it so i think that you know working with some of the chicago you know ogs i guess in beer really just kind of is a nice it's probably a much easier business card to, to kind of introduce yourself to people sure yeah and, and i guess i don't i mean i don't know where i got cut off but i, I guess goose island lately you know have, has realized that and that's why projects a lot of projects that we're doing with them have, have been built up um, so recently, because they want to get people to realize, you know, we're not we're not leaving you anywhere. We're actually just trying to make it better for Chicago. They really have. And like, I don't know when the last time you've been here, but um, I just think that their connection to Chicago has gotten even stronger because, you know, people have to be honest with themselves and honest with what people are saying to them and say, OK, well, if people are a little bit upset about this, let's let's not try to hide it. Let's embrace it and say, OK, well, we hear you. We're going to do more stuff in Chicago. We're going to you know, stop doing things that are so global and really kind of focus on what we can give you here in Chicago. So, I, I mean, everything that they've done here since then, since a couple of years ago, it's been just so much more local focus. And I think it's great. Awesome. Yeah. And like I said before, uh, you know, we had, um, you know, the crew, uh, Melissa Stanley and Max Baer, uh, who did who do the comic book for revolution, which I think is just really cool. The fact they have a comic book and, you know, they're tied to C2E2 and, it just, um, I think they've really run with that, that, you know, the, the hero brand. It's, it's really come a long way. I, I'd be surprised if they, they thought it would be to this, you know, league of heroes status that it is now, but I think it's kind of become, you know, almost like a, a sub brand to, to revolution, which has been really cool to see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, they're pumping those out, <laughs> at least as we're seeing them pumping those out pretty weekly. So I, it's cool. It's cool to see how, what new names they come up with for sure. And, you know, I think with the changing pace and the changing styles that are like on trend, they're pretty much getting pretty endless because they can say, okay, here's, here's the new trend that's, that's coming up. Here's, here's something that we want to make. Let's put it on a new hero. And I, I think that's been helpful just kind of having a new, new every month. <laughs> yeah. And when we, we, um, we, we interviewed the, the crew at, at beer we did a, a live one at beer miscuous and you know the folks at revolution you know thank you once again you know they they sent over you know a, 
I guess like a suit, a 12 pack or an 18 pack of the, you know, it was a league of heroes variety pack. And just to think yeah. that for when the first time I was over there, you know, first time I ever had the anti-hero for it to be at that point where they had multiple, you know, heroes in, in the, in the suitcase, you know, so to speak, it was, it was awesome. You know, it definitely made a lot of new friends back at home when I showed up with that. So that was, you know, I think we had a party, and, but right. But we're, we're kind of digressing. So, um, so tell me a little bit about, you know, about Mighty Few, you know, how many, how many folks are over there, you know, what's, you know, what's going on over there and is the intention, I mean, like I said, folks, mightyfew.com, if you look at their portfolio, you know, they're an independent design studio, but they have some powerhouses as clients. They have a robust, you know, um, you know, beer and, you know, liquor kind of uh, clientele. Was that the intention to be kind of so beer focused or is that just kind of how it evolved from your, your backgrounds? Uh, well, it's a little bit of both, I guess. Uh, you know, it started out that way that, that we are doing mostly beer and liquor because, again, people are so close here in Chicago with, with the beer community. And when word of mouth gets out that, okay, you know, a new brewery is going to open next week, you know, we need more branding. That Like, I, I think people talk to each other enough that they say, okay, they recognize Revolution and go to them and say, who did your work? And that's, that's what we've gotten a lot late, lately is saying revolution reaching out to us and say, Hey, these people talk to us, ask about your cans or, you know, that it's been mostly word of mouth. Um, but I mean, we tell people, you know, if, if you have a law firm that needs a logo, we're, we're going to do that for you too. Like we're not going to limit ourselves, but because the beer industry is so huge and because it's so huge here, um, it, that's just been the way it ha- way it's gone. Okay. And from a, a creative creative standpoint you know what 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 are the what are the tools in your arsenal are you guys you know is it sketching to digital are you all digital are you guys using you know tablets or just illustrator you know what's kind of a little bit behind the curtain on your creative process yeah yeah i I, we're gonna pretty much use what's necessary i guess is the best answer because because we want to be like a one-stop shop there's just two of us we want to be able to offer everything so if people want a certain style, we're going to make sure we can do that. So maybe that's hand sketching, maybe that's on tablets, um, maybe that's all digital. It's it's pretty much we're going to do what we're going to have to do to make sure that the client gets what they want. You know, if that makes sense. Like we're, we're gonna we're gonna do it. Uh, sorry, <laughs> we're gonna do it um, how how they need it. You know, <laughs> you're, not, you're not pigeonholed into you know. I think. Uh... Yeah. That's hence the mighty few, right? There's, you know, which is a, it's exactly. a great name. Now, if you ever get too big, though, you're kind of fucked, though, Adam. If you get like more, if you get like, <laughs> that's, yeah, a mighty we don't bunch. Wanna, we don't want to do that, right? I hope you guys have like a whole. <laughs> I think it'd be great if you had a whole bunch of like domain names that are like for different tiers, like the mighty a lot and the, you know mighty more than a couple, and you know, yeah, yeah, mighty but, way too much, right? Mighty, no, I, you know, it, mighty fuck yeah. you money, right? Yeah, good, yeah. We both were like, we we don't want to get to even like ten people, like we. Again, we, we did this because we want to be the ones doing the work. And that's what we love offering to people is say, you're talking to us, we're going to meet with you. And we're actually the ones sitting down in our computers or sitting down in our sketchbooks and doing this work for you. You know, we're not trying to translate this to somebody else. So I think we're pretty proud of that. And we want to hold on to that. Now to you, now we'll give a plug to Ian, you know, Ian Laws, the, you know, the other, the other member of the few. How, do you each have your own kind of specialty? Like, do you, if I look at some of the branding, can I... Are you, you know, does one of you kind of like to try to work with more textures and some other have, you know, topography or is it kind of. Not really. It's more for us when, when we get a, when we get a job, it's looking at each other and saying, what's your schedule like? 
or do you really want to do this? Usually in the beginning for um, anybody, we're both, we're both going to work on a few options for people just so we can both kind of get our say into what we think they should be. And then we can work, work from there. So, I mean, if, if somebody chooses an option that I've mostly worked on, maybe I'll take the head on there, but he'll still be working on it with me, you know, and that, that way we can kind of split the uh, responsibilities and still kind of hold on to the schedule because having just two of us, we need to make sure that we're <laughs> keeping a pretty decent schedule in, in project management. Um, so, yeah, I think that's admirable because the idea that you're, you're, you're pitching and presenting and creating, I think that just shows the level of, you know, the passion and detail and also like, you're a good, you know, multitasker slash juggler, you know, a little crazy. If you ask me, you know, I think that might, you know, <laughs> maybe a mighty, a mighty third to help organize some of this stuff for you. But I think Yeah, that's, you're telling me. <laughs> right. But I think that's, I think that's really important. I think that that's one of the things that we really uh, admire is entrepreneurs and people who really, you know, ha have a passion, you know, and you worked for the machine, you worked for bigger companies and you really took that and, you know, and kind of, you know, rebuilt, you know, something that you wanted to be, you know, truly your own. And I think, yeah, that's, yeah. that's admire, you know, it's admirable. And I kind of touched on that before that, you know, that's the, that's the career clients we'd like to work with. And that's probably a good segue to talk about Armada because when Armada first talked talk to us, you know, it was pretty much just Johnny there being like, I'm going to move back to Connecticut and I'm going to open my new brewery. Uh, and we admire that because it's like this one guy and we're two guys, he's one guy we're going to work together to build that brand. Um, so it's just, it's just really fun to have a small group of people working on this, this brand build. So that's, that's what really drew us to it, to him. Um, and obviously his passion, because like just meeting him once you knew like this guy was going to crush it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what's drawn me to, to Johnny and Armada too. And was really excited to be able to, you know, find you guys and connect with you because he's, you know, he's, he hits the ground running. I mean, he's the, he is the brand. He, you know, he works hard. He's really passionate. Absolutely. You know, they, we have this great place called the Beerix now, and you know, Johnny's a huge part of that. Even just on yep. things that aren't that don't show up on the can, so to speak. You know, he's a really he's he's a big advocate for Connecticut. You know, uh, are removing our limits on the amount of beer you can buy. Folks at home, if you think it's you know crazy fun fact in Connecticut, I think as of press time, you can only buy nine liters takeaway from a brewery. You know, they're fighting for that, but you go up the road to Massachusetts and you walk away with 14, 15 cases. So it's really yeah. just kind of putting our, our breweries at a disadvantage, you know, as they try to, you know, be competitive in, in the space and also, you know, be, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, so we try to drop some knowledge every once in a while, Adam. are back what do you think folks i'm digging it i still i'm still amazed it's just two folks i mean mighty fuse i mean it's kind of good they're branding guys so it's kind of fitting that they're you know branding and design is you know represents the the blood sweat and beers that they're they're putting out there all the years of hard work in, in the chicago beer scene and it's uh, it's nice that it kind of all goes back to their their time together at Goose Island, and it's kind of like a you know a lineage. When you look at when you look at football, they have you know the the Mike Holmgren coaching tree or the the Bill Belichick coaching tree. So this is uh, this is kind of the the Goose Island tree, and we we start to get into it. And we'll uh, give you more information about how they teamed up with you know Johnny and Armada, which is really exciting. You know we we just 
you know, we're talking about um, you know, some of the limitations in Connecticut when we aired this. And so since the airing of this, you know, episode, we really wanted to you know, share the, the good news with you that literally uh, yesterday, SB 647 in Connecticut was signed into law and Connecticut brewers gained the ability to retail up to three cases of 16 ounce cans. So that's for you math folks out there. That's 48 16 ounce canvases that are able to be, you know, bought at the breweries. And so it's a really, uh, it's a really major, you know, it's a major win for Connecticut beer scene. You know, we said before, Johnny's been a big, big part of that. He's been on, you know, Capitol Hill. He's, he's spoken with, you know, the politicians, you know, he's not just a pretty face. And so we just wanted to, we thought that was kind of uh, fitting that during the interview we talked about that. And, you know, since then it's, you know, now it's, you know, you know, how a bill goes into a law, you know, schoolhouse rocks, conjunction, junction, what's your function, you know, so, but it's really just an exciting, you know, moment here in Connecticut, the ability for these businesses to, you know, look at ramping up you know, production, allowing folks to buy more beer, and it's just, uh, it's a good day all around. Obviously, with all the new laws, there'll be some, you know, fallout that may impact some of the, the smaller tier breweries, but I think that it's a really a big step forward for, you know, the growth of the business and the you know, growth of the Connecticut beer scene. So, it is a, it's a step forward to No Limits, but um, I definitely uh, am excited about that. My wallet will be We'll be reveling, or we'll be looking back at the day the SB 647 came into law, and we'll see how it uh, checks and balances. But you're listening to episode 114, Adam Murin, Mighty Few, Chicago. What a great city, what a great town. Such great food, great weather, great architecture, a lot of cool people. You know, the brewery scene there is just exploding. Every time we go there, we really try to you know dive in. And what is funny, there's this... Um, if you have Netflix, there's a show called Easy, and you know it's about couples, and it's kind of you know funny. It's you know got a comedy drama vibe to it, and it's you know different folks and how they interact, and you know their stories intermingle throughout. But what's really cool about it, and it's a you know it has a it has a beer perspective to it, and it focuses on you know Chicago beer, uh, half acres featured very strongly. Revolution Brewing is featured very you know, strongly, and if you watch, even just in the background, the the creators of it make sure that you know they're not drinking shitty beer; they're drinking the good beer, they're drinking the Chicago beer. And we came to learn of On Tour Brewing. Uh, we met some folks who were investors when we were you know on a trip, and it was really cool because in the show, the you know the. The main character's brewery, I think it's a garage door, some sort of you know, underground garage or some some you know, variation of that. You know, excuse me for not having it exactly. And I was looking at it, I was watching it, and I was like, that's that's on tour brewing. And I've only been there once, but it was just like a memorable space. And I think that really says a lot. And then you know, I did, you know, went to the interwebs, you know, put my cape on. Did my, you know, superhero powers of Googling and, you know, found out that, yeah, it was on tour brewing and they even had, you know, folks from the different breweries. If you really watch, you know, it's subtly, you know, at the different you know, points in time in, in the stories. So we've got nothing but love for Chicago. I'll probably get back there hopefully in the next few weeks, you know, getting some, you know, adventures out there, have some, you know, 
work hard, play hard, and just really just think it's a, it's a great place to be. If you haven't had a chance to, please check out Chicago. Um, we'll give a quick plug to the folks over at uh, Beer Miscuous who've been super supportive of us. And, uh, yeah, we've actually recorded our episode with, uh, with Max and Melissa, who have a tie into Revolution Brewing, who've done the comic books, C2E2. See? Boom. That's, that's how you do it, folks. Just tied it all together. And they hooked us up, you know, with a, a League of Heroes uh, beer pack, which Mighty Few is involved with. So, man, that is, I mean, we do this on the fly. We don't write a script. We just kind of improv and it all works itself out. So the circle came, tied up, tied up a nice little bow, and we move forward. So this is a great episode. I think it's um, it's a it's a fun one because it's you know we we call them entrepreneurs, and it's just really nice to to learn more about that and to see how it's really just a great example of, of hard work and um, learning also about a Connecticut you know staple and how they came from Chicago and that's something I you know. You know, did not know. So let's get into it. Part two, episode 114, 16 ounce canvas. Nothing but love. So how did? <laughs> so so how did? Yeah. So how did? What, what is the connection with Johnny? Obviously, you know, once you meet him, it's infectious. But how did? You know, how did that come to be? Uh, we it was uh, again word of mouth. It was through the Brewers Guild here, the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild. Um, they have, I guess, sort of an email list or, or forum that he reached out saying, "Does anybody?" know anybody with some design work and somebody I used to work at work with at goose kind of reached out to me and said, Hey, this guy's looking for work. You might as well go check him out. And like you said, like we just said, we met him once and it was like, yeah, we're going to do whatever we can to, to work with you. Cause I mean, this is going to be awesome. Like, you know, exactly what you're doing. You know, you have this business plan. I mean, you know, he didn't have it written down. He's just rattling it off. And it seems like he's, he's so scripted, but he's just like so put together and so well-spoken that like, we were so excited to work with him. Um, and, and we was like, again, it was just one meeting and we were, we were ready to go. We're like, okay, what do we have to do? <laughs> yeah. Now with their growth, right. I mean, the last, you know, six, nine months, I mean, you could argue the last year, you know, they've really just kind of gotten to a new plateau and putting out a lot yeah. more beers, you know, with their new canning line. How is the process being that they're not local? You know, what, what, how, how is that, you know, is, are you giving kind of, you know, behind the scenes of what's coming up next? Because if you are, maybe let me know so when I can, you know, plan my schedule <laughs> around that. But uh, in all seriousness, you know, they have a unique branding. You know, Armada kind of fits a little bit with Johnny as like a pirate. You know, the really, you know, sure. great use of foil. Um, you know, really just kind of, it's really, really smart branding. And it's really, you know, yeah, it fits with everything they're doing. But, you know, I, I just, I always find it interesting, the, the remote connection, because you're, your feedback and description of you know of what they're doing is is how i feel about them also yeah you know people ask us that a lot even when we're trying to get work from people that maybe aren't local in chicago um kind of have that concern and it goes back to you know we're going to do whatever it takes to help you feel like we're there, we're there with you and, and we're, we're a local team with you and, and we're going to sit down and do our research if we have to about your area about your community about the beer there you know and i think we're going to do the due diligence to get it done and that's kind of with armada and it helped that when johnny started before he moved you know he was here in chicago so we were able to have a few face-to-face -face meetings and actually sit down and talk about okay what's this brand going to be uh how where do you see it going and 
what's the beer scene in Connecticut? We were able to have that, like, you know, the three of us sit down and have that great conversation. So once he did move, when, once we actually started getting into labels and, and you know, bottle labels at first, and then we moved on to can, um, that was a much more, e- much easier transition because we knew what the brand already was. We'd already built that, you know, foundation for the brand. So when we went into labeling, we had that pathway, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a bit about his branding, you know, that was, it was just all, again, what, what we talked about and we wanted to have this kind of fun, modern take on, you know, a historic looking brand. Um, and so we have these like textures, we have all this kind of antiquing, but you know, this, there are these poppy pink, pinks and purples and blues and greens. So I, I feel like, you know, in addition to having his like crazy names, which we love so much, uh, you can have this kind of old timey looking brand, but have this really fun modern feel to it. Um, and again, it, I mean, I haven't been there, but I'm sure you can attest to this, that even just being there and talking to these guys, you really get that fun feeling that, you know, they're not going to take them to take themselves too seriously, but they can still have this pretty serious looking brand. Yeah. It's really, you know, he's really, like I said, he's really active, you know, he's other, done on other interviews and you really kind of get a feel for what he is. And, you know, I try to, whenever I can, you know, head on over to the, the Birics, you know, plug for those crew, the crew over there, but which is a really, for us in Connecticut, it's a revolutionary idea. I always like to say, you know, uh, uh, you know, imagery or kind of ripping off someone else's idea. We already had somebody else trying to, you know, do a Birix, you know, also somewhere. I mean, they, they try to come up with their own creative name. But even that, like the Birix, I know it's a collective, but it kind of plays well into like the barracks, you know, the ship, you know, which fits into the you know, Armada vibe. I don't, I, he probably creatively, you know, convinced them to do it that way. I don't think that folks realized the connection there was, it was somewhere else, but yeah, what they're doing, you know, I'm a proud uh, member of their ambassador club. Like I really just, I believe in what they're doing for Connecticut. You know, I think he, you know, even if you follow along with them and, you know, this isn't the Armada fanboy session, but you know, what they're doing with video and being creative, he really pushes the envelope as a, you know, as a, as a small business. And it's really just kind of inspiring. I think for a lot of folks here in Connecticut. Yeah. I mean, like, again, just to, what's helpful for us creatively working with him, I guess, to talk more about, you know, being remotely working for their brand is that he knows what he wants and, you know, he's going to call me up and be like, let's, let's, let's talk. And, you know, he's going to go through three bullets for half an hour about what he wants to do with the brand. And I think he's just looking for a soundboard because he, cause, you know, I'm sure he knows the ideas are good because I tell him like, yeah, that sounds great, man. <laughs> like, let's do it. You know, like his excitement, at the very least is what's going to get us excited about what he wants to do. But like, he, he's got to put together, man. And like, that's what makes it so easy, easy for us to do work for him. All right. I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. Now, like I said before, your, your cooler is pretty full. So you kind of, what's uh like, I can only imagine just with your, your roster of artists, what are you guys, you know, with the, it gets Chicago unknown folks. It can be one of the coldest cities on earth, but when it gets hot out, which is probably not there yet. It's one of the grossest cities on earth too. So it's, no, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty disgusting today. I can't complain. It's been raining for about a month, but today it's like 80 and humid. Uh, Okay. (laughs) But like when you get that nice breeze off the, you know, off the lake and it's like the perfect days happen in Chicago, but I've been there sub sub zero. And I've been there when it's over a hundred and it's, and they weren't very far away from each other too, like month wise. So it's, I don't know what the hell, I don't know what it's like a weird area, but I mean, it's a wonderful place to be, but what do you guys, what do you guys, I'm, this is a long asking question of what are you guys drinking? What's kind of, you know, what's, 
what's what's popping up in Chicago that we should be aware of? You know, just kind of what's well, helping you get through. You know, I, we can shamelessly plug a few things. Plug, we, uh, away, <laughs> plug mightyfew.com, mightyfew on Instagram, mightyfew.com. Uh, the, new, the newest thing that we've worked on, which is pretty exciting, and it's, it's actually kind of a lot like the Burek's there. Um, Burnt City Brewing here just moved to a new facility, and they've opened this collaboration brewery space with two other breweries around the bend and Bulldog. Um, it's a completely uh, pour-your-own tap system, so you, you get your card and you put money on it and you can go up to the tap and kind of swipe and pour one ounce of beer of this and three ounces of that. Um, and they're also offering barbecue there. So they have really great barbecue. They have a great like open kind of loft space, like in the industrial space. It's kind of over by Goose Island and all those, that kind of brewing district that's opening up. Um, that's a great spot to be right now. I mean, they just opened a month ago. So that would be the newest thing that we've been excited about here in Chicago. Uh, but I mean, really like, gosh, any, any new beer that's coming out around here, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to get the local stuff for sure. But I say district brew yards, which is the burnt city collective brewing is the place to be right now for, in our minds. <laughs> okay. Now do you, from a design perspective, just obviously you, you like the, your, your children, you love them all, but do you have a preference of kind of you know, the seven fifties, the cans, bottles, like, what do you, do you prefer? Or is it that you just approach it? Like, I kind of know what you're going to say already, but I think, do you approach each one differently <laughs> and just the level of detail that you're going to go in? Cause if you look at your portfolio, it's really great. Some of them have a really detailed, some, you know, are really badge heavy and use a lot of fonts. Other ones are very minimalist in terms of, you know, what beer it is, but rely on, you know, texture and, you know, some foiling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what do you, do you have a, a personal favorite? If somebody was just like, Hey, design what you want, what would you, what, what kind of, uh, would you go 16 ounce canvas or would you go with uh, you know, oh, a, big, a bigger bottle? Man, that's, that's a tough question. Yeah. They're like all I your mean, children, right? Yeah. It's like, I love them all. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, you're just like, I'm yeah. happy. Somebody wants to have me do their work. Like I'm not going to tell them. <laughs> that's pretty much it, man. <laughs> uh, but I mean, practically, if we're talking about like what we prefer doing, it really just kind of depends on, on, on what the, what the uh, format is, you know, it, as far as what the style is, you know, we, we can get a lot more detailed on, on a 16 ounce can label because usually we're printing those digital so they can hold a lot, a lot finer details, but doing those like really nice, clean, uh, like seven fifties is, is always fun too. I mean, cause, because we don't get to do those as much anymore. Like we just did that 500 mil, for Shani uh, that hit me as hard as you can. And that was just kind of a nice change of pace because we've been doing cans so much lately. Getting to have that, I guess almost that limited space is a great challenge for us. And I think we really like that. And it's, you're able to kind of step back and let, let it kind of be a special limited release. So we're able to, to pull back and let it be more of a beautiful piece of work than, than it has to be a billboard for a brewery. <laughs> yeah, and I, that's what I like. I think that when when they're not done as much, when they're, they're not a regular release, I, and then you see the the amount of thought that goes into it, I think it just makes it, I mean, it, usually those are special. So I think that when it's seen as special from all aspects of it, the beer that goes into it, the, the design and the limitedness of it, 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 it's awesome. It's I mean, there's never been a better time to be you know a beer drinker, and especially probably for you guys you know, doing labels. There's so many options, and you know the frequency which stuff comes out is is definitely keeping you guys busy and i gotta say looking at that portfolio and there's only two of you it, it is it is a mighty few so i mean i'll just tip the cap to thanks. you guys yeah yeah thanks yeah 
No, I, I mean, I, I think I think my answer would probably change in a few months. If people start doing a ton of bottles, I'll be like, give me some more cans. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's tough, man. It's a good problem to have, Adam. I look forward to catching up in a couple months and finding out. You know, we're, we'll definitely be following along. You know, we yeah, like we, we, we would, a lot of stuff. Yeah, we'd like to see you guys. Uh, we'd like to see you guys update the Instagram a little bit more, though. I think that's that'd be a great way to showcase all the hard work you guys are doing. I think it's. Uh, it, it looks like it doesn't show as much as it, it could. Just as a f- advice, you guys have a great portfolio, and so spam it up, dude. Push it out there. Trying that. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah. Like we I said, yeah. you, gotta, you, gotta you gotta get a mighty intern. Is what you need. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. we we really, you know, like I, we, we're gonna wear this hat of the, the project managers, the designers, the, the principals, the social media manager, the food getter. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah you probably would be great if you just had a set of business cards, depending on the day. You know, it was like <laughs> a, a different title on the bottom. It was just like today I am now this. Yeah, and as I'm saying, yeah. I'm going. I'm busting the guy's balls when there's two of them, and he's he's doing every piece of it. You know, get, getting uh, selfies and likes on Instagram is probably you know not as not as high. If yeah, so I, yeah, I, I, mean, you know, that's, I apologize. That's a way for us to, no, 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 no. That's I mean, obviously we don't do it as much, but we're we're trying it more because it's a quick way now for us just to get some p- portfolio pieces out there without having to build case studies on the website. Like honestly, it's part laziness but part like motivation just to get some new work out so people can see that we're we're current. <laughs> Well, you're current and you're busy and you're doing some great stuff. Um, what's this, this next question is always, uh, it's kind of interesting for me. Now, what are you guys listening to? What's what's going on with the Mighty Few Office? What's on the, the playlist? Do you guys have certain music oh, that you're listening to when you're creating? You know, what's what's the what's the scene there? I, I got to be honest, and we really mean this, we really don't. We really don't have any limits there because it's just like we want to put our heads down and get working like, if I think the other week we listened to Carly Rae Jepsen's new album, just because we're like, this is different. Let's just try to get a new headspace here. <laughs> so, I mean, really like we're going to put on whatever we're feeling and we can be goofy. We can be more serious. That's my best answer because I really don't have like, Oh no, we're only going to listen to grunge from the nineties. You know, that's 24 seven on, on our rotation. Like we're really just going to put on whatever we're feeling. That's I mean, just kind of let, let whatever playlist take us where it wants to go. <laughs> no, I like that. I mean, this is a, yeah, yeah. It keeps it fresh. Yeah. So we're okay. What will be the last couple albums? Cause then what we do is we customize your episode. So I mean, if you want to be Carly Rae Jepsen for all the back- background <laughs> music, we could do that, but no, I, I mean, it, definitely for me personally, I, I've been listening to that new national album on repeat. Okay. Uh, That's a good album. So that, yeah. All right. Um, now, as we, I think that we try to give folks at different ports of their career, you know, inspiration or kind of just insight. As somebody who's you know made that leap and is a principal in their own business, would you have any advice for somebody who's just you know starting up? Maybe you know just about you know we got kids graduating soon, or has you know is working that shitty job but really knows it's not where they should be. You know, do you have any kind of a career advice for for the young whippersnappers? Uh, or old whippersnappers know, too. We've got some folks who started their <laughs> career late in life, so I mean, let's not be ageist. You know, I was never one to like say no to to a job. You know, I think that's kind of the biggest thing that I've learned from is is take a job. Like if you're sitting there unemployed, take take the job even though you kind of hate it, because at least that's going to build some bridges for you, and that's really what it's done. And, and case in point, with Ian and I, I took that job 
with Ian working with him and, you know, kind of been connected with him for 10, 12 years now. And that led to this position that we're in now. So I, I think try not to be too picky at first. I, I know that's hard for, if we're, if we're referring to the old whippersnappers, um, but for people straight, straight out of college, really you, you need, you need to not be so picky and you need to take what you can to get where you want to be. You know, I, I, I think, I think a lot of people that I graduated with were maybe too picky or felt like they knew where they needed to be. And, you know, that you see, you see them waiting forever to get a new job because, because of that. So I, I just, I just feel like yeah, take what you can when you can get it because you don't know where it's going to lead. And at least it's a job, you know, yeah. you don't have to be there long. <laughs> you don't have to be there long if you don't want to. Yeah. I think it's always, it's, it's that comparison point that you have. I mean, I was, when I was, I'm older than you, but I remember when I was in college, it was like, Oh, the, the job market is like dried up. And so the fact somebody offered me a job, I was just like, all right, cool. Like yeah, it, it really yeah. could have been anything at that point in time. I mean, I was, uh, I definitely wasn't being too, being too picky. I, I, I think I still have the offer letter. I think I was just so excited that somebody, you know, you're going to pay me how many dollars? I'm like, all right, cool. I'm, like, I'm in. <laughs> Having a paycheck was sweet. <laughs> like free coffee and like a place to go. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I think, mean, I'll say, yeah, I'll say all that, but like, I was lucky. I'll admit, I definitely was lucky at having one of my first jobs to the Goose Island Beer Company. But like, but but still, you know, like, I, I think not saying no and just not giving up is the way to go. It's as cliche as that might sound. No, I think it's honest. I think that you know, um, obviously, there's folks. You know, everyone's story is different, but I think that just to have experience and like the connections you make, right? I mean, you're. You're still yeah. referring to, oh, I, you know, so-and-so knew me from here. You know, that that's really, you know, I think the, those are the intangibles. I, th I think that networking and meeting people, not only that learning, like, what you like and don't like about process or being a boss or what have you is, you know, is really, is really helpful. It's really important. And I think that, you know, yeah. I, I, I'd be safe to say if you didn't take those, you know, have those jobs, you wouldn't be where you were now. And so it really, I, th I like to think of that as like kind of the building blocks. Yeah, you know, have, having our previous jobs, like having those connections is great to say, oh, I worked with this, this person, but also just getting out and like, because we love the beer community so much here, getting out and just visiting the breweries that open up and introducing yourselves. Like, it, I guess this is for the people that want to get involved in the industry. It's, it's just about getting out and like seeing what's out there, seeing what's opening and sitting down and having a few beers with these people and, and just introducing yourself really and, and you know, you know, like, I, I mean, we do it pretty much constantly. You know that they don't need work, but they might eventually. And they remember that guy that sat down and had a few beers at their, at their opening. So, I mean, word of mouth and then doing stuff like that has been really helpful and just being a part of the community and being part of the industry, which we were able to talk to that when people approach us then and say, okay, well, I was at that event with you. You guys were awesome. You know, you can just kind of show that, you know, what's up. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's also, yeah, to that Especially when, especially with a brand, if it's important for a brand for who they work with to be genuine, and especially if you're hyper local, you know that's really important for folks. Yeah. So if you're there and you, you know, you're supportive, you know they're they're looking for folks who are like minded like them, and it's you know while you could be the best way you are, you know they see you in person and then they and they connect with you on another level that's not you know design or layout. I think that just you know that's a that seals a, seals the deal in a, in a huge way. Right. Right. Um, okay, I have one more. This is a newest question, so you're probably one of the first people to get it. But we've been, we we've been. It's the the whole like 
E, you know, E is for exposure kind of thing where, you know, artists and designers are like, oh, you know, if you do this project, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll get some great exposure from it, which a lot of times is bullshit. But, <laughs> but what are your, what, yeah, what is your thought? Uh, yeah, uh, it's totally. Yeah, so <laughs> I think you're already know but go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, well I, what are your thoughts on design contests and people, you know, are there ways that they can be done, whether it's collecting a brief from multiple agencies or, you know, contests where, I think if they're hard, they're trying to be pure and get somebody, you know, try to find that, you know, that diamond in the rough for that, you know, unknown artist. But is there, what are the ways to do that without being exploitative? Cause where it's just like collecting, you know, a hundred ideas and giving yep. them, you know, the, you know, the one of a thousand shirts they made in a couple of beers, which, you know, cost them maybe five or $10, you know, overhead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to not be too cynical about that stuff. Try to keep it positive. Cynical. Uh, I, I think, cynical. I, Sorry. Yeah, I, I think. Okay, so I think it, it definitely cheapens cheapens the process because when when you start crowdsourcing like that, and especially when you have the public vote on it, you're you're kind of stuck there. Like, it, it, good natured and as genuine as you feel the idea of doing something like that is who knows who's out there that's flooding votes with some shitty design that you're going to end up with. And then you're going to have to redesign in two years. So that's, that's my base opinion on that. But a way to do it right is, is I guess what you see people doing now is connecting with local artists and actually, first of all, paying them for the fucking work and, you know, saying this is a local artist working with, this is a special beer we're making. Here's how we're supporting local. So, that's the right way to do it. I don't think there's a right way to do a crowdsourcing project. I, it, it doesn't value design and beer or design and anything, I guess, um, the way it should. You know, this is, this is an actual career for a lot of people. So treating it as something that can just be freely given and saying exposure is the payment, like, you make the analogy with any other job and people would think you're fucking crazy. You know, if I say, okay, okay, car maker, make me a car and I'll drive it around the United States. That's great for you because that's exposure. You know, I'll, I'll tell people that I'm driving your car. It's a free car, but you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to, people are going to see me driving that car and that's really great. Like that's bullshit. You know, like people shouldn't do that to design. Like, you can, again, you can say it about it in any other profession and people would think you're crazy. So that's why I just feel like those things are so like just devalue the profession so much. And there's my soapbox. No, I think, you know, it's um, because where I was with it is that I've met so many different folks and there's times where I would like to get different ideas, but I don't know how to do that in a way where it's not just, I don't want it to be that I'm collecting free shit, but I also, I work in sales and so we get briefs all the time and it's okay five of us pitch our ideas on this thing or our pricing and our, our way we our methodology and they only pick one of us. And so now they have our pricing and structure for all five of these companies. And so in a way it's mm -hmm. like that, but creative is, it, yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm just, part of it's learning for myself, but I also think educating people and I want, and I, yeah. I want to be an, I think, I mean, obviously I'm an advocate, but I, I would like to be a stronger advocate in, and you know live you know kind of back it up with what i do so that that's that's my crossroad i think the contest i totally get that part of it because i think it's in a way it's just like 
hey, we're going to make up some random fucking reason why we're going to have this contest so that we don't have to pay <laughs> yeah. a design firm. And we're going to get these, you know, we're not going to get the one that we're going to use. We're going to get 50 more that we're going to use in the future. And we may just, you know, pay, you know, we may or may not pay somebody, but now we have all this stuff and it's probably some weird fucking fine print that says, oh, hey, you submit this, you know, Oh, whatever. sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's tough because I think there's people who do it that are genuinely trying to help, but I think there's other people who are just like, okay, well, we don't have that budget right now, but I really want to get, you know, some fresh ideas. And so definitely, and I, and I, and I guess that's kind of, again, an important point to make is, is I don't, I don't think any of these companies or whoever that start these competitions actually are thinking maliciously about it. They're just not thinking it totally through. They're not considering, okay, these are actual people that, need to get paid for the work that they're doing. You know, they're not taking the next step through. So, I mean, I think it's, I think it's, the thought is great. Let's support smaller businesses. Let's support smaller artists by giving them a chance to get their, their artwork out there. But this, the follow-up needs to be, let's also pay them for it. <laughs> when we decide this is the design we're going for. I, I just, they're just missing that stuff. Yeah. And on, on the brief side of it, so is there, I mean, Say I have three comp three people I want to work with, you know, considering what's a respectful, mm -hmm. what's a respectful way to, to get, you know, ideas from, cause my, my fears of, okay, I picked Joe. I don't think I've interviewed Joe, so I can't offend anybody. And I'm like, okay, Joe, I really want to work with you on this. And what they do doesn't capture. Is it like forcing the, the square into the round hole, so to speak, like event, like, or, or having it be the ideal is that have an organic relationship like you have, you know, with Armada, that from that first conversation, you both kind of vibed on each other, but that doesn't that that doesn't always happen. That's why it's so special. Oh yeah, no, I I think you know that happens plenty to us where we'll we'll get to a point where it's like okay, we're still not there, but we think we can get there. I, that all it takes is a conversation, and, and I think people, I mean people like us, we're, we're going to say, well, we don't want to just quit and say, okay, go find somebody else. You know, we're going to try to get there with you because it's fun to build a brand, <laughs> and we want to get the job. So. I think, I think that just takes the conversation. And I guess from the get-go, the briefing, I mean, briefing and getting proposals from multiple companies is, is a totally normal thing. And, you know, we're used to that too. And I, I think when you say, okay, hey, Joe, I choose you, your price isn't quite there, but let's, let's talk about that versus saying, okay, well, I'm going to go get a proposal from, you know, whoever over here and that I know that they're going to be cheaper and use that to leverage your price kind of thing. So, uh, you know, the I right way to that. do it is to have a conversation with Joe yeah. versus, yeah, you know, it's, that's again, normal that we get used to. It just sucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like, well, we love the, well, my, see my, uh, my thing's a commodity where it's like there, one's necessarily not better than the other. So I always like, if you're yeah. saying you get it from someone else, it's cheaper Then why, if that's all you care about, then why are you not getting it from so-and-so or cheaper? You know, it's like, yeah, right. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, the other Honda Civic is this much. Well, then why didn't you fucking buy that? If you got a great deal, that's a good deal. Go buy that thing. Like, I'm not mad at you. Like, you got a good deal. I can't make, I can't meet you there. Like, well, it is what it is. Yeah, I know. I know. <sighs> All right, Adam, I appreciate you. I'm glad you're part of it. No, it's really insightful because I think it's another level because I think that what we try to do here is evolve. And I've realized the, not only is it amazing what is done as an output, but the fact that all these great businesses are, are making that commitment to themselves and believing in something. And so I think that educating, you know, educating people in general, I think is just really helpful. And it's something that's, it's been, it's been brewing for a while and um, partially my own awkwardness. But then also just cause I think that 
I see more, me more and more that I talk to people you know, on and offline about the, you know, the ease for exposure, you know, nonsense. And it ju just drives me crazy. I mean, I used to manage a band and we would get like, oh, you know, oh, drive, yeah. drive 600 miles and play here on a fucking Tuesday. And, you know, it'll, it'll for free and it'll blow your, you know, and like, I was like, oh, okay. And I, there's ways that with, with that, we would just say, well, can we, can you cover, you know, throwing food or at least gas money? Like, uh -huh. you know, we're, we're, yeah. we'll invest in this relationship together. And that's, and, that, and having those discussions in the same vein, you don't say to them, hey, we've never played your town. So we're sure we can draw 200 people on a Tuesday. You know, it's like, no, we'll probably bring 20 people, but, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, every time we come, we'll bring more than the last and we'll work really hard. You know, being honest, I think it's a two way street. So it's been, it's been, yeah. it's been really, it's been really helpful. Yeah. Well, I will. Uh, I will let you get back to the other few. Tell Ian we said hello. Uh, we'll probably go live this in a week or two. And uh, I really just appreciate everything you're doing. And I'll make sure to reach out next time I'm in Chicago so we can we can raid the beer. Definitely fridge. do that for sure, man. Hope right. I didn't sound too cynical at the end there. <laughs> no, no, it was. It's not cynical at all. You got me worked up, dude. <laughs> I did get you worked up though, which is good. Yeah, it was like you know I, I poked Adam's buttons, which is good. I'm I'm happy. I you know. Yeah, no. I have a few buttons, and you hit you hit a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I did my job. It's a good interview, right? We we yeah, talked yeah, all yeah. soft, and we fucking finished with the you know the the, the big one right there. So uh, yeah, I appreciate you, and uh, have a great weekend. And I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you. Thanks a bunch, bud. And thanks, Adam. Bye. There you have it, folks. The essential Adam Murin, Mighty Few, Chicago Armada interview. That's the short version. That's the edited version of the title of the episode. We had to cut it down because you only get a certain number of characters. But if we had our, had our say, that would, we would use. But, yeah, I think it's, like I said, we got, you know, as we teased earlier in the episode, you know, Adam got a little fired up there at the end. And that's our, that's our new question. We want to give, uh, you know, give credit where credit's due. That's, uh, you know, that came from my interview with Connor Hunter, who does work with Moxa. And I think it's really important. I think that what I try to do is learn. So that's obvious. I'm, I'm trying to learn. So it's self-serving for me is to learn about, you know, how decisions and how, Industries, not just beer, but just in general, look at design and art and be respectful, help change the dialogue, help change the discussion, and be respectful. You know, here's a little teaser. This is fact, and this is something cool. We're going to have some merch coming out. We had one of our artists create this merch, we commissioned them, we didn't offer them exposure, we pay them a fair wage. And then we're having their original, you know, piece of work on this merchandise that we're going to sell. So look for that in a couple weeks. But we're really excited about that. And we're going to hopefully do more of that. But it's just kind of that's the idea. And it's really been helpful. We're really trying to learn. And hopefully we'll give you a different perspective on stuff. Not just about the, you know, ease for exposure and that type of, you know, nonsense. And it's been a common theme. It's come up a lot. You know, I remember the first time I really came out with, with, was with our our buddy here in Connecticut, Steve Raboyne, and the work that he's doing, saying that he gets a lot of that shit. And it's 
you know, it's something I've noticed a lot. And so, you know, if you think you're worth something, then make sure that, you know, you or your time is valuable and you're being treated as such. Now, I won't say that there's never a time when you maybe shouldn't or can't lower your rate or maybe you do something pro bono because you believe in something. That's a choice you make. But all, but your 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 time and your art is the currency and how you choose to, you know, use that is how your business will go. And that's just you know, that's just in, in all aspects of things. And so to have that insight from these folks is really, you know, is really great. And I wish we could go back and ask some of our previous guests what their thoughts are and maybe we'll you maybe we do catch up episodes in the future because you know all that free time we have. You know, that'll be one of the questions we ask them. But you know, we loved your feedback. Please get in touch. AJ one six OZ Canvas. You're listening to the 16 ounce canvas. Feel free wherever it is that you're checking us out. Leave us a review. Stars like reshare, tell a friend. You know, we, we love that. My friend told me about this, or I, I this I found out about you. Shoot us a DM. You know, we love to hear from you. It's so great. You know, coming up in a couple weeks is the one-year anniversary of the Beerix here in Connecticut, so that's really exciting. Um, actually, we heading over there. Probably, who knows when you're listening, but we'll either be on our way there or have just come back from there. We're going to go pick up some of the uh, the new hoax release. There's a great beer that um, that Johnny does with uh, Erector. Um, it's called Ale. It's a New Haven IPA, uh, Brothers and Ale. So, you know, Johnny and Justin come together. They have a killer logo for that, Brothers and Ale. And uh, if you have a chance, you head on over to the Beerix. You know, there's always, we you know, Armada Beer on tap. There's a lot of great folks over there working their ass off. We will have Chris from Hoax on. He's going to be on next season. And so we've got, uh, you know, we just keep moving and shaking. You know, Nick Gamma from Hops and Branding does work with Hull, who, who works out of there. And so it's um, not only are they, you know, a great Connecticut brewery, but they're supporting other Connecticut, you know, designers and artists. So until next week, summer's here. Hopefully you're not inspired to go mow your lawn. We do apologize about that. Cheers.